All right. So here's a little um, after episode follow up. So I had something on my mind after the episode that I really wanted to explore very briefly. So Liz was talking about how in Canada, um, there are options for people to have their cannabis within certain limits paid for um, by the government. And in the United States, um, it's been a big issue, particularly for medical patients. Um, there's no options for insurance coverage or anything like that. So I thought it'd be cool just do like a little five minute um, post episode um, addendum here. Um, tell me more about this. Um, how does this work? How do people get their cannabis paid for? And because um, in, in the United States, I think yep. people will realize insurance runs everything yep. in terms yep. of, of healthcare and, and everything else pretty much. Yep. Um, so this is a very fascinating topic. And I'm yep. working with a lot of patients in Mississippi right now and and they bring this up a lot like why can't i get any coverage for yeah. this what's going on so yeah. yeah enlighten us a little more about how that works yeah that's a super interesting question and actually um when i was working in physiology we did a lot when the affordable health care act was coming in um because at that time when the companies became responsible to pay for the health insurance of their employees when everybody was trying to figure out what that was going to look like, we worked a lot with insurance providers because the companies, of course, their first question was like, uh, well, how much is that going to cost us? Right? right. So it's going to cost you a lot. So, you know, step one was fire everybody that's not necessary because that'll mm -hmm. take people off our docket of needing to pay for. But then the second question was, how do we reduce the draw on insurance because the insurance premiums go up with the right. amount that people. So I did have a, you know, a bit of a background, just looking at insurance, you know, what you can do with your health risk assessments for, you know, employees and employers and stuff and the costs. So looking at the cost benefit analysis, but in Canada right now, we don't have anything specific, like, you know, like how you would be able to have it filled like a prescription. But mm -hmm. what we do have is you can use your health spending account. So um, I think they have that in the States. Do they, they have do. HSA? So, certain, yeah. Some jobs do. It just depends. Yeah. A lot of so, government jobs or like, um, like my wife working in uh, mental health, a lot of the jobs she's had have had yeah. HSAs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in Canada, we can use our HSAs to be reimbursed for the cost of cannabis therapy. So if you purchase cannabis, you can submit the receipt. So you purchase it from a dispensary and you can submit the receipt and have it reimbursed to you up to the limit of your health spending account. That's yeah. Wild. And you know, when you really think about the cost of healthcare, again, in Canada, the cost of healthcare is on our country, right? Like our country yeah. is our primary healthcare provider is our country. So for them, you know, potentially the consideration is, well, you know, the cost of reimbursing cannabis is probably going to save us money somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so because cannabis is amazing because it's a polypharmaceutical, I mean, it's annoying for the monomolecular model where you're looking for one right. target to hit. But the fact that it can be polypharmaceutical, like you could use it and theoretically reduce the number of medications that you need to be on, which is far more expensive, right? Yep. So I think the thought is probably, well, you know, if they're going to choose to use that, then okay, it's legal in our country, you know, it's giving them some agency to make a choice, mm -hmm. which patients, you know, when you look at patient outcomes, just working in healthcare, you know, 
agency is a huge one, like them feeling like they're involved in yeah. the decisions that are being made for them. And that's where I think, you know, I think athletes and military, that's a big part of how it, they struggle because they are not yeah. fully the ones making the decisions, you know, but in, you know, in healthcare there, I think for patients, that's a really good, I think it's a good call to have them as involved as possible. Because yeah. statistically, we know, you know, if you give somebody a blood pressure cuff, and mm-hmm. they start monitoring their blood pressure, right. just the act of them monitoring it, it engages them in their in the, health. In the well, biofeedback, yeah. Yeah, so now all of a sudden they're thinking about it. Well, just that can lead to, well, maybe I'm not going to eat 10 bowls of ice cream today because, you know, oh, now I'm going to start eating better. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to start drinking better. You know, so the one decision to engage somebody in their health can snowball into 10 good decisions. And so maybe in this regard, where you give patients the autonomy to decide, I would like to use cannabis instead of that opioid, well, then maybe they feel empowered to take another part of their health and work on that too. Yeah. You know, and, and ultimately so, lowering the burden on the overall healthcare system. Exactly. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the burdens on the, the tax base and, and everything else. Um, I love yeah. this model, this idea of um, not direct insurance coverage, because that's not really what we're talking about, right? Um, but rather the spending accounts for healthcare-related expenses, which um, I'm sure many of you listening have these or have or know someone who's who's had one of these, depending on their job, and then just saying, okay, cannabis is covered under that as a medical expense, just like all the other medical expenses that would be covered. Um, and you can spin that up um, because if you're using cannabis, well, maybe you don't have other healthcare expenses you normally would have, you would use that on. Exactly. So, um, I think that is a very interesting um, way to approach that. And I think that's something that gives um, businesses in the United States and and the companies that handle the um, the HSAs and stuff gives yeah. them some room to work with. I think, um, yeah. if they haven't considered that approach because getting insurance coverage in the United States, yeah, I don't it, know when that, when, or if that will ever happen, but something like this, yeah, a little more yeah. doable to take a yeah. different model. And I, in Canada, there are, you know, some of the insurance companies, there are, considering trying to come up with a model where it can be reimbursed like a medication, just normal, mm-hmm. like just like any other medication, but there's so many steps in between, you know, where we are now and that ever happening, but they are starting to consider having add on policies where you can pay insurance, just like you do for your oh, additional healthcare. Okay, and then okay. you can use it and you can, you would be able to use your coverage for cannabis mm. as a medication, just like any other medication. So in Canada, our insurance schemes are a little bit different just because right, our right. primary healthcare provider is our province, which is our country, right? So mm-hmm. each province, so it's your provincial health, but then we do have our add-on insurance, which is where like your chiropractic, you know, Mm -hmm. acupuncture, massage, but cannabis fits right into that, you know, but, and where I worked before, you know, in, in clinical physiology, that was also included in that scope of things. And, you know, statistics say that when you are using those things, you are a cheaper patient in the other ways, Mm -hmm. because you're taking better care of your health. So by proxy, you're less expensive as a patient, right? Yeah. So, Absolutely. I mean, the dollars and cents may make sense, but 
the problem is it's cannabis. So, you know, we have to consider <laughs> it. Right. Well, oh my God, it's going to, everyone's going to, you know, they'll be <laughs> right. zombies. I, I exactly. think if we called cannabis anything else, if it had a different name, right. we could do an episode just on the lexicon in cannabis. Oh gosh, I think yeah. that would be it. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, if we called it, uh, I don't know, if we picked any sort of uh, a gentle name and just yeah. kept everything else the same. Yes, I actually saw a product the other day. This was hilarious. It was called a trip V1 agonist. They called it. It was literally CBD. Oh, wow capsulated cbd but instead of calling it cbd they called the capsules a trip v1 agonist capsules instead of gone i'm like well it's true okay yeah but yeah. i'm like that's smart because now it's not but i mean you know that's a whole it's... nother episode we could do is on on claims the claims that you're I, able oh to my make gosh. But yeah yeah absolutely no, i just that's... thought that was so creative i'm like that oh, is good. yeah that's that's really interesting something i've thought about before too in terms of describing products and what they do using terms like you know um because one thing that that frustrated me for a while years ago was the whole like full spectrum broad spectrum whole plant like all these descriptions of products and it's like what does any of that mean and i was yeah. like why don't why don't people just say like cannabinoid complex or like yeah and now now there are products that um that actually kind of take that approach but kind of describing things a little differently and um focusing on on things beyond the the um cannabis side itself sort of divorcing it from cannabis and treating it um uh using a little more clinical language and and yeah. focusing on effects and things like that beyond cb1 um yeah kind of helps overcome some of the biases that a lot of uh, doctors and pharmacists and stuff may have when they're reviewing yeah. some of that stuff so Nah, super cool yeah. stuff. Well, this is great. Yeah. I like doing uh this is a, the first time I've ever done a like short follow-up after <laughs> an episode. So this was cool. So thanks for sharing that info about how that all works. Uh for sure. Yeah, it's got my gears spinning about all sorts of other stuff I want to talk about. So we'll yeah. catch up again soon. Good. I can't wait. <laughs>